You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs returned to the practice field on Friday for the final time ahead of Sunday's wild card matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Head coach Andy Reid did confirm that Chiefs running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be out on Sunday night, so the Chiefs should lean heavily on running back Daryl Williams. We heard from Reid as well as Chris Jones and running back Jarek McKinnon. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Chris Jones, and we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap up the week with Jarek McKinnon. Here's Andy Reid. Uh, really, the only one that didn't practice today was Clyde. Um, you know, like I said, he tested it out a few days ago, and it wasn't quite as good as what we thought it might be, and he thought it might be. So <clears throat> he'll be listed as out when you get your when you get the report here. And then everybody else practiced and uh, got some work in today, so <clears throat> we should be we should be good, good to go from there. You know, we look forward to the. Uh, the challenge of playing Pittsburgh, um, you know, we, we know that they're a good football team and well-coached. So the guys have had a good week of practice here, and uh, we were able to get outside today, which was a good thing, and I guess a good work in. So, um, you know, we'll wrap it up tomorrow uh, with, with our mock game and then go from there. So with that time, yours. Let's go first to Adam Tyson. <laughs> Hey, Andy, wanted to check on a couple other guys. Um, Tyreek Hill, how'd he do in practice today? And will he be up on Sunday, uh, Sunday night? And uh, Daryl Williams also. Yeah, they practice today. And they'll, they'll be up on um, uh, Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think so. I mean, unless something, unless something happens. Sure. Okay, let's go next to Herbie T.O.P. Oh, Herbie put his hand out. Let's go to Sam McDowell. Go to Sam. Andy, um, a couple for you. One really quick. Uh, just in the portion open to media, we didn't see Frank Clark out there. Everything's good with him. He's going to be available. Yeah, you had to go to the bathroom. All right. <laughs> well, glad that got broadcast over yeah. uh, live. Appreciate it. That's all right. Just let me know. Um, and then uh, Chris Jones, we just chatted with him. You know, when we asked him about the fact that he started this season wanting to play on the outside, that's where he was. He's moved back inside. He sort of shrugs it off like it hasn't been that big of a deal to transition. From your perspective, is that a bigger transition than he makes it, even if it's more mentally than, than physically so? Um, yeah, I, it was easy for him to move back inside. Um, he worked on the outside part. He's still doing it. I mean, we still move him around and give him shots out there. So um, it's good to have that flexibility, Sam, is what I'd probably tell you. Uh, and I think he's handled it well. He isn't, you know, he, th those four veteran guys are very, very close and the backup guys behind him are very close and they, they, uh, you know, they just kind of feed off of each other, all eight of them do their thing. So it's a good room right there. 
<clears throat> Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Hey, appreciate the time here. Two questions. First one kind of about Pittsburgh, kind of from the owner to the coach to the quarterback there and what they have and the stability in their organization. Does it remind you of what you all have built here in Kansas City? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're two phenomenal organizations and um, that have been around a, a long time before you and you and I were around. So it's, uh, well, I guess I was, I was around. I was just a little bit younger when the Chiefs came about, but um but but still, it's uh, these are two phenomenal organizations that have had that have a great history in this league. So, um, uh, you know, and they, I, I know the the ownership is relatively close too. So they've been doing a long time together in the in this league. And in your tenure as a head coach, you've been to eight conference championship games. Is is there a common theme or maybe something that you think is a key to sustaining playoff runs and, and having success this time of year? Yeah, I think um, having uh, a good, stable organization, uh, probably getting back to your original question, having the, the front office being solid and, the, and on the same page and the, um, you know, the personnel department being on the same page with general manager, with Brett, and, and then the coaching staff and then having good players. I mean, you can't, uh, you can't really do one without the other. It doesn't. It, it doesn't work that way. So uh, having everybody kind of come together, I, I think it's got one of the neat things about this business that's important. So um, for success, we've been fortunate to have a little bit of that chemistry, you know, which is a real plus. It's a tribute to Clark, what he's done here. So we've got three more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, Coach, we've asked you, you know, a couple times this year about Ben Roethlisberger because you played him a couple times. I don't want to ask about what he is now, but I want to see what you thought about him early because you used to see them all the time in the preseason, right? Pittsburgh and Philly would play back in the day. Did, did he yeah, look like a Hall of Famer type guy when you saw him then? Well, he did when he was winning those Super Bowls. He, he sure looked good. Um, he's so big and strong, and, and he's very, very smart. Michael Vick had a chance to uh, play with him there and just said, he, he just knows everything about everything. And um, uh, so, and, and is a curious thinker that, which is good. And um, you've seen him grow up. I mean, right before us from a young guy, from a relatively small college to, you know, being a Super Bowl champion and, and future hall of famer here. So, and he's playing good football right now. The last couple of weeks, man, he's been slinging it. So, um, you know, and, and they've got people healthy and, and so on. So, He's doing, he's, he's finishing up his career the right way. Go next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. And uh, Brad, I'll have a quick follow-up. Uh, coach, uh, Eric Bieniemy, you know, got this time of year the questions he always gets about uh, being a head coach, or at least has been getting for the last few years. And I'm not going to ask you about that, but I'm just curious, you know, he, he really wanted to talk about Pittsburgh, right? He didn't want to talk about that. How much of a distraction is it? For, for guys on your staff when their name does come up and, and, you know, this time of year, every year, you've, you've had a lot of them go on to be head coaches. Do you have to rein them back in or the things, you know, that uh, you have to do to try to focus things? No, not at all. I mean, these guys are unselfish guys. I mean, EB has had that um, the last uh, couple of years. And uh, it disappoints me that somebody hasn't hired them. I mean, obviously, because, He's so good, and and um, I'm hoping that that takes place this year. So, uh, but it 
you know, these guys, you know, the guys. So, I mean, they, they're not going to let it be a distraction. They're going to defer to the team and what that's all about. And then kind of let the chips fall where they may, you know, and I'm sure between COVID and our long season, it hasn't been real beneficial for, for EB and uh, having the opportunity, but um, I, I think this year he's, he's going to, you know, he's going to end up with one. All right. Uh, that, that's good to hear. Uh, I assume you're pretty informed. So that's, that's good to hear. Um, the other one is just about practice. Like, uh, we, you know, guys, you know, have a good practice, you know, teams will have a good practice, a bad practice. I'm just curious in your experience, like how, how much does a good practice equate to a good game? Like how often do you, do you leave going, Oh, we had a great practice and you turn around and like, wow, we, we didn't carry that over. Like how does that correlate? I can't tell. I mean, I've had a couple of games I've coached this. So, I mean, the, you know how that goes. I mean, that, um, Sometimes it gets you like that. The majority of the time, though, if you have normally if you have good energy during the during the week, you end up with pretty good energy during during the game. If you make it a habit of having good energy, uh, that's why we strive to to exhaust yourself each practice and uh, that's a speed practice and and push yourself so it transitions and set your mindset for for the game. Normally, you're going to do okay um, and that's really all you ask for going into a game is can we play uh, good solid football? Can we do that and not give games away? You know, you want, you want to come out and play good solid football. And, and then you, like I said, you just kind of let the chips fall where they may after that, but, you know, you want to be able to get in there and compete at a high level. I'm sorry. I didn't have my hand up. Sorry about that. How you doing, Chris? Hey, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm well, thanks. I'll take it down. Sorry about that. All good. We'll All go good. next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Chris. What's going on, man? Sam, how you doing? Good. Um, I wondered if you could kind of just recap the season for you personally a little bit. Obviously, you came into training camp pretty excited about the experimentation of applying defensive end. You prepared your body for that a lot in the summer. The team needed you to go back inside, and you made that transition. Just can you kind of walk us through what it's been like mentally for you as you graduated through this year? Um, you know, the season offers its challenges within the season. You face a lot of adversity, whether it's week to week, um, whether it's dealing with your body or it's just um, this pandemic with the COVID. So, you know, facing those and to sum it all up, it was it was, it was fun. It was fun. You learned a lot. Um, I gained a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge, um, played with a lot of great players. And, uh, you know, um, I feel like it could have been better, but, um, I'm happy where we at and where we plan to go. Thanks to Pete Sweeney. Go, Pete. Chris, simple question for me. What has Melvin Ingram and, and him coming here meant for the front four as a whole? Um, Melvin has been huge to this defense. Bringing Melvin in, um, feel like he's uh, he's been a spark for this defense as a whole, you know. And I know statistically wise, his numbers doesn't show it. But he's been a huge part for this defense, whether it's um, his presence on the field, whether it's just setting the edge, or whether it's causing a fumble for our um, rookie linebacker to win the game. So Melvin is my guy. I hope he, uh, hope we, me and Melvin are playing for many years. But right now we got to focus on Pittsburgh and we're worried about Melvin, you know, as, as this season progresses and as it ends. And then I'm quite sure reach him, uh, try to keep him around. Next to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. 
Hey, Chris, you know, being around for that Super Bowl run last year that didn't end the way you wanted it, as you get to set to start the postseason now, how do you take that memory of the, the, the defeat of last year and take it into this postseason where you know any mistake is crucial and you guys got to be at your best, even though you might not be physically at the at, at the 100% like you want to be at this time? Yeah, I live by the five-minute rule. You got five minutes to whatever emotion, whatever you're going through, get it out right then and there. Leave it where it's at and move forward. Uh, right now, we're moving forward to Pittsburgh. Uh, we got a very good team coming in, an exciting team. It was um, been making some noise in the later part of the season, um, and they fought themselves a playoff uh, spot. So um, we got those guys coming in. We know they're fired up, um, and they're gonna be excited to play us again. So, you know, my main focus right now is um, how can we uh, game plan, and what can uh, I do to better myself to um, force my will on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Chris. Um, ben Roethlisberger's thrown a bunch of passes in his career with pass rushers hanging all over him. So is there anything about him that makes him tough to bring down other than his size? I mean, you have to do something special to get him down? Yeah, he's huge. He's smart. Um, in my eyes, he's a Hall of Famer first ballot. Um, you know, when you face these type of guys, uh, they've, they've been playing in the league for a long time. They know how to get themselves out of trouble, and um, they don't hold on to the ball as much as you would love to love them to as a defensive lineman. So, you know, we got to pick our poison and, and try to affect him, whether it's getting our hands up or, uh, you know, getting in his throwing lanes or whatever we have to do to affect the quarterback. You know, he's big. You got to wrap him up when you tackle. He can still throw with guys hovering over him. So it's a tough challenge for us as a defensive line. We've got four more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Lindsey Jones. Go ahead, Lindsey. Hey, Chris. Um, yesterday, Spags was telling us that um, the defensive line in particular, but kind of the defense as a whole, tends to go as you go. And when you play well, your teammates tend to play well around you. They feed off of your energy. Do you, one, do you feel that? Can you feel that in the course of the game that once you get going, the other guys do too. And I guess then personally, what sort of challenge is that for you, you know, heading into this playoff run? I think it's more so of a domino effect. Um, you know, we go as a group, you know, I'm able to feed off Frank Clark and Frank, <clears throat> Frank is able to force the double teams to not to double me the whole game or his male making plays is opening up for everyone. So, you know, so I think we feed off of each other and I, um, I think as the D line goes, I think it makes it easier for a lot of uh, for a lot of individuals on our team because if D line is in the front and attacking a run, it's easier for our linebackers and we're affecting the quarterback. Then, you know, our DBs don't have to hold on all day. So I think it's a domino effect as a whole as a defense. So uh, I think this emphasizes on how important this D line is for this game. Let's go next to Todd Lebo. Go Todd. Chris, you mentioned that five-minute rule. We haven't had a chance to talk to you since the Denver game. Y'all got the win. You didn't get that sack. Um, there was a big incentive that we had read about out there for you. Do you think about that during the game? How do you put that stuff out of your mind when you're trying to trying to play the game in a, in a team way? Um, yeah, you know, uh, it's always good to hit your incentives. Uh, we talked about it before the game, but there was not a huge emphasis on it going into the game. I just wanted to win and come out healthy. Um, that was the most important thing, won in a different game. And that was a tough fall game that that team came ready to play. And it was a battle to the end. So we made a few critical plays that um, help us overcome that hump in Denver, man. <laughs> it was tough. It was tough. But um, thank God everyone came out healthy. Um, thank God I came out healthy. And then that's just the most important thing. Put it behind you. You know, maybe next year we'll get it. 
or we'll see where it goes. Let's go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. And Brad, I'll have a, a quick follow-up as well. Uh, Chris, I'm, I'm curious. I, I know in-game, right, you're not aware of when the camera's on you, or I mean, sometimes maybe you are, but for the most part, like in your one-on-one matchups and everything, but with this being, if you guys win, what looks like Ben Roethlisberger's last game, there's going to be a lot of video of, of of Ben Roethlisberger. Are you kind of a student of the game where you know the history of, you know, seeing guys that are, you know, being out there? I mean, you're, th- this is a video that's going to be shown a lot every time there's a big Ben Roethlisberger you know, uh, expose on a TV or he's going to the Hall of Fame, which is expected to happen. You know, you, it could be a lot of 95, you know, taking him to the ground as the final chapter. Does that enter your mind at all? Not at all, man. First, we got we got to we got to build a game plan. Um, we got to execute the game plan for all of this to even think about happening. And, uh, you know, we got to affect Big Ben. And, you know, um, I am a student of the game. Um, I do respect the body of work Big Ben has put in. And in my eyes, he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. He's um, done some extraordinary things in Pittsburgh. And, you know, uh, as uh, my sister's favorite team. So I, I know a little history about Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, we just got to plan a game plan this thing and uh, see where it takes us. But I don't want to speak before the game is brought to us. And we're going to try our best to affect this quarterback any way possible. Uh, and then the last question, you guys were on such a roll there, for, you know, in, in kind of the middle of the season into the into the third quarter of the season and holding teams down. You've had a kind of a bump, uh, you know, three of the last four, the teams have, have put up, you know, better than the average uh, yardage totals against you. Anything you put your finger on, on, on where that's what's been the problem and how you get back to the, the dominant play you guys had there for quite a stretch? I think it's more so tackling. Um, I think we missed a lot of tackles over the last um, course of the season. If we wrap up in tackle, I think um, we'll be where we want to be. And that's been a huge emphasis of going into the playoff and making sure we're wrapping up and tackling and then making sure that our big guys are getting out of the stacks to help our DBs tackle. We'll ask to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Chris, a uh, simple question here, but her fans will be out at the game on Sunday. What's your message to them just about being loud and, and bringing the energy? Oh, baby, let's go. Uh, stagnation, we here. We ready. I'm so excited that um, we're back in Arrowhead Stadium. You know, um, uh, it's nothing like it, man. The best fans in America. Let's go! Woo! Oh, man! Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You just heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and defensive tackle Chris Jones. Now we'll finish things up with the running back Jarek McKinnon. The contact, you can see what he do when he, once he crosses the line of scrimmage. And I think all those things make him very uh, dangerous and elusive with the ball. Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Good, Matt. Hey, Jarek. Uh, thinking back to when you first signed here, I'm assuming this was kind of the goal to play for a championship caliber team. Now that you have this opportunity here to play in the playoffs, especially after fighting through your injury early on and now being healthy, just how excited are you to get out there and, and play in the postseason here? Man, I always excited. Uh, you know, of course, signing here was definitely a, you know, a big thing for me. I was excited to be on a team, you know, be around the guys, uh, you know, play with, like you said, a championship caliber team like this team. Um, and, you know, every week has been fun. Every week, you know, um, a new challenge is presented. And, uh, you know, the playoffs is no different. Uh, you know, the Steelers, you know, they're a great team. They have, you know, Big Ben, Najee Harris. Uh, you know, they got a great receiving core. And they got great uh, guys on defense. So, you know, it's going to be tough. You know, those guys, they're a championship team too. So we, we know what we're in for. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go down. Hey, Jerick. Um, obviously, Clyde and, and Daryl are, are good players. And they uh, bring their own strengths to the game when they're in the lineup. But what do you think you bring? Um, so, do you think you bring something different than those guys when you're in the lineup? Um, you know, I think, you know, us as a room, you know, we all collectively kind of have a lot of similarities. Um, you know, the only thing that I think I bring, um, you know, that I feed off is energy. Uh, you know, I'm big on energy. Uh, you know, guys can feel that guys can thrive off that. And, uh, you know, the other guys in office brings as well, uh, Cheetah, Kelsey, uh, Pat, the whole line, everybody. So, you know, it's going to be great to get out there. Let's go next to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, Jarek, just the journey this year for you, you know, weren't getting in as much early then you got hurt did you think you'd be sitting here now health wise and, and ready to get it done and what's that kind of like when you're hurt trying to help out the team a little bit and working mentally yeah. through getting yourself back and ready uh definitely you know ever since I got into the league I've always you know prepared myself to be ready for uh the opportunity and uh, you know as you mentioned before the injury uh, was definitely a setback uh but you know uh, on the good side of things, I think my body actually needed because I feel pretty good now. So um, it was kind of one of them bittersweet things uh, where, you know, definitely want to be out there helping the team and competing. But, uh, you know, your body won't allow you to. So, you know, the, the most you can do is get your body right and, uh, you know, just get prepared to come back. Let's go next to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Jarek, sort of as a follow-up to Adam's question, uh, the one just before Todd, you, you had mentioned the energy that you feed off of each other. How, how do you think you complement each other uh, in that room and also when, when you're on the football field? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it begins with, you know, just everybody having eyes for the guy that's in. Um, you know, if they see something, just communicating it. Uh, you know, communication is a big thing. Um, and then, you know, just keep feeding them energy. Um, you know, whether you know, they're off to a good start, slow start, uh, you know, just be encouraging. You know, keep the head in the game, keep the, um, the head up, and just keep them thriving. I think uh, our group does a great job of that. Let's 